Hello, and welcome to another episode of Jackson Talks. Everybody, with me, your host, Jackson Stone. This is episode number 71. Amazing. Episode 70, we saw the return of my good friend, Sam Pack. Visited him out in California. We had a lovely, lovely time. Um, This is episode 71. Well, I will cover um, something that I really resonated with out of a book that I find very, very good. I think everyone should read. It's the habits of uh, high, the seven habits of highly effective people, which we'll get into in a second. But that's what we'll cover today. Just a, a snippet of that. Um, so this will be a very short episode, probably fifteen minutes tops. But this is again, that's what I'm going to cover today. Episode seventy-one, episode number seventy-two will be the return of my friend and roommate, Joel Sands, who's currently, or not currently, who's been living here at Everybody's Land for a little over a year now. So we'll touch base, see how he's doing, get an update on his life. Um, So that's 72. This is 71. Um, And then episode number 73 will be another solo episode. Um, I haven't totally figured out uh, what that episode will cover yet. But it will be amazing and insightful and hopefully resonates with you folks, the beautiful people that listen to this show every single week. If you're a brand new listener, thank you for tuning in. This podcast drops every single Tuesday on all your platforms, YouTube, Apple, Spotify. You can support the pod at patreon.com backslash Jackson Stone and just sharing it with a friend, talking about it. Um, commenting, letting me know what you like, what you don't like, all things of that nature. Um, and I do record these episodes about four weeks in advance before I drop. So this today's date is uh, September 24th, 2021. This episode will drop October 19th. Um, Joel Sands episode, The Return of Joel Sands, will drop October 26th. And then that solo episode, which will be Episode 73 will drop November 2nd, and then I will do episodes all throughout November. Um, The last episode will be on November 30th. Um, That'll be episode 77 will drop on November 30th. Then I will take December off. So that'll be about four weeks of no Jackson Talks, everybody. Then we'll come back at the start of the new year in 2022. Oh my God. Uh, January 4th, 2022. First episode of the year, episode 78. Not sure who that's going to be, but it's going to be a good one. It's going to be a big one. So that's kind of an update for the rest of the year going forward. I feel like I've really found my groove in this podcast, a mixture of hotline episodes, solo episodes, and having really beautiful guests on. So if you tune in every week, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you so much. I love this community. I love this podcast. I love this platform. Um, I love being able to share this information with you. Um, I love having guests on, having those kind of really nice and beautiful and deep conversations. And the hotline episodes are some of my favorite. Um, that, That number is open for an hour. I do those once a month. That number is open for an hour. Um, for people just to call in. Um, it's an open chain of communication to create more connection and open and honest dialogue. If you are a regular listener, you know how I start every single episode when I do have a guest on. And that's kind of the same similar idea uh, for the hotline episodes. <clears throat> and so that's just a little housekeeping. Um, please, 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 if you can sign up 
for my weekly newsletter, which comes out every single Friday on jacksonstone.net. There's also merchandise on there. Everybody's land merchandise, press ahead type stuff. Really good stuff on there. But the newsletter comes out every Friday. And the same um, way you sign up for the newsletter, you'll get an email notification every Tuesday with the full episode of Jackson Talks, everybody. So you get that kind of stuff. And again, Patreon is, is a really good way to support me, the pod, you are loved, all of these things. So thank you for being here. Thank you for giving me your time, energy, effort, and attention. I really, really appreciate it. I know it's valuable. I know you're valuable. I know your time is valuable. So thank you for being here. Let's get into it. <clears throat> here we go. Amazing book, which I highly recommend everyone should read, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. And I'm, talking to, I'm going to talk specifically about um, one thing that I really, really resonated with on kind of the relationship building side of things. I thought it was pretty amazing. Um, and, and this book uh, recommends to everyone, but it's, it's strongly about um, basically how to be more effective, more efficient, more productive to create deeper, more meaningful relationships um, and the first three habits are about private victory. So private victory uh, comes before public victory, which basically means you want to master yourself before you can master a craft. Um, I think in our society, we have that a little lopsided. We're more focused on mastering craft and things outside of ourselves before we start to master ourselves. So I think if we master oneself first, right, um, then I think... We have that ability to really master a craft and build relationships and be as productive and effective and efficient as possible in our day-to-day -day life. So the first three habits come as be proactive, begin with the end in mind, and put first things first. So that's, a, that's about private victory. So that's about mastering oneself and then going into public victory. Um, and that first one in public victory is think win-win. So you want to build relationships that are win-wins. Um, and, and in building relationships with people, deep connections that are built on trust, integrity, authenticity, um, you want to build what is called the emotional bank account. <clears throat> so everyone knows um, their bank account, right? You make withdrawals and you make deposits in that bank account. That's a financial bank account. And so off that same kind of idea of the financial bank account, building relationships with people is on the emotional bank account. So what withdrawals and deposits are you making in those relationships to create a really strong connection built on integrity and honesty and openness and communication and managing expectations and things of that nature? So that's what... We're going to talk about now, and there's six. There's six major deposits that can help you build an emotional bank account. But there's no quick fix, right? Building and repairing relationships are long-term investments. Okay, long-term investments. Over time, you're withdrawing or depositing in your emotional bank account to build these relationships. But repairing or building relationships is long-term investment. Okay, it's a long-term investment, just like investing and committing in oneself, in private victory and mastering oneself is a long-term commitment, and that comes before the public victory. 
um, which is also about building relationships and connections. It's also a long-term investment. All of this stuff is over the long haul. And there's, of course, going to be setbacks and bumps in the road and things that aren't going to go your way and all these things in between all that stuff. But if you're committing to yourself, you're committing to the mastery, you're committing to relationships and building those um, and building something that's authentic and real and has honesty and integrity behind it, it will pay off. It will pay off. So the first uh, major deposit in building the emotional bank account in terms of building a relationship with another person is understanding the individual. Okay, really seeking to understand another person is probably one of the most important deposits you can make and is the key to every other deposit. Right? So if you really understand the individual, that relationship will build much, much better and stronger than if you're not understanding the individual. Okay? Very important. Right? Because the golden rule is do unto others, you would have others do unto you. While on the surface, that could mean Do for them what you'd like to have done for you. I think the more essential meaning is to understand them deeply as individuals the way you'd want to be understood and then to treat them in terms of that understanding. As one successful parent said about raising children, treat them all the same by treating them differently. Okay? Seek to understand the individual. Okay? Understanding the individual is the major deposit number one. Number two. Attending to the little things. Attending to the little things. The little kindness and courtesies are so important. Small discourtesies, little unkindness, little forms of disrespect make large withdrawals. In relationships, the little things are the big things. The little things are the big things. I talk about this often, like the small acts, big quotation marks there, the small acts of kindness the smile, the opening the door, that, you know, those are for random people. Those are small acts of kindness for random strangers, which could potentially save their life, make their day have a larger impact than we could ever realize. And then in terms of our relationships with people that we have, small acts of kindness, little things go a long way. You know, picking up some flowers for someone on the way home, texting them, saying that they're thinking about them, say that a story or a picture or a movie they saw reminded you of them. Um, you know, committing to the things that you say you're going to do. Um, those, those small acts of kindness are actually the big things. <clears throat> so, yeah, 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 so that's very important, attending to the little things. Number three, keeping commitments. Number three, keeping commitments. Keeping a commitment or a promise is a major deposit. Breaking one is a major withdrawal. In fact, there's probably not a more massive withdrawal to make than a promise that's important to someone and then not come through. The next time a promise is made, they won't believe it. People tend to build their hopes around promises, particularly promises about their basic livelihood. Okay? Keeping commitments. Extremely important. So I will relate this to something that I talk about often, which is um, mental health. We talk about checking in on our loved ones. We talk about being there for the people in our lives. We talk about checking in with ourselves. We talk about all those things. And so making a promise or making a commitment um, 
And keeping that commitment and being a person of your word is important. It's important because if someone is struggling deep, this is just one example, right? Someone is deeply struggling with their mental health. They come to you and they find the strength to be vulnerable. They find the strength to be open. They find the strength to share some of their story about their struggling, excuse me, about their internal dialogue, about the things they may be going through. You're there, you listen, you validate, and you appreciate, and you hear them, and you make them feel seen and loved and cared for. And in that moment, you do a really good job of sitting in the dark with them, of showing them that there is light, people do love them, all of these great things. Then when that instance or that event is over, you tell them that you can be there for them whenever they need it. And the next time they call, you're not there. You've broken a promise. You've broken a commitment. Now, the person who struggles with their mental health internally already believes that they're a burden. They, didn't, they shouldn't burden people with their problems. People already have enough going on that they don't need my shit on top of their shit. And so you're reinforcing the fact that people think they're a burden by not being there when you said you were going to be there. It's more safe. It's more um, healthy if we are just honest with that person. If all you had in that moment was to be there for them in that moment, tell them that. Tell them that you are also struggling. You're also dealing with heaviness in your life. That you don't know how much room and space you have for more. But you're always going to be there for a chat or a text. Right? Those things that you can keep your promises, that you can keep the commitment, that you can follow through on 100% and be about it, then say those words. But honesty and integrity is important in those dark moments, in those deep moments to keep <clears throat> putting, <clears throat> to keep depositing into that emotional bank account so that you and that person are on the same page. It's on the same page. So honesty is more important and saying things that you can't back up. <clears throat> so keeping commitments and keeping promises is about being about it, especially when it comes to someone's mental health, when it comes to your own mental health, and when it comes to building deep, personal, vulnerable, long-lasting relationships. Cheers. Okay, next one, which I think is number four. Yeah, four. Four, clarifying expectations. Imagine the difficulty you might encounter if you and your boss had different assumptions regarding whose role it was to create your job description. <clears throat> many, expect many expectations are implicit. They haven't been ex explicitly stated or announced, but people nevertheless bring them to a particular situation. In marriage, for example... A man and a woman have implicit expectations of each other in their marriage roles. Although these expectations have not been discussed or sometimes even recognized by the person who has them, fulfilling them makes great deposits in the relationship and violating them makes great withdrawals. That is why it's so important whenever you come into a new situation to get all the expectations out on the table. People will begin to judge each other through those expectations. And if they feel like their basic expectations have been violated... The reserve of trust is diminished. We create many negative situations by simply assuming that our expectations are self-evident and that they are clearly understood and shared by other people. 
Clarifying expectations sometimes take it, takes a great deal of courage. It seems easier to act through differences. It seems easier to act as though differences don't exist and to hope things will work out than it is to face the differences and work together to arrive at a mutually agreeable set of expectations. Clarify your expectations. No one knows what you want, need, or desire, or expect unless you communicate it properly. And that takes a lot of courage, and that takes a lot of strength to communicate exactly what you want and what you expect in a way that's manageable for the other person to get there, and then they can reciprocate that courage and strength and relay what they want, what their expectations are, so the relationship is mutually beneficial, it's cooperative, it's ideal, and expectations are met to the best of your ability while knowing exactly what those expectations are because they were communicated properly and with courage and concisely, so cooperatively, in a, say in a job setting, you can work together to manage those expectations because they were clarified, and then each person is set ideally in their path to... Um, get those expectations met and managed and then everyone is happy and we work in a cooperative, ideal, mutually beneficial manner. Okay, great. Number five, showing personal integrity. Showing personal integrity. Personal integrity generates trust and it is a basis of many different kinds of deposits. Lack of integrity can undermine almost any other effort to create high trust accounts. People can seek to understand, remember the little things, keep their promises, clarify and fulfill expectations, and still fail to build reserves of trust if they are inwardly duplicitous. Integrity includes, but goes beyond honesty. Honesty is telling the truth. In other words, conforming our words to reality. Integrity is conforming reality to our words. In other words, keeping promises and fulfilling expectations. This requires an integrated character, a oneness, primarily with self, but also with life. One of the most important ways to manifest integrity is to be loyal to those who are not present. Let me read that again. One of the most important ways to manifest integrity is to be loyal to those who are not present. In doing so, we build the trust of those who are present. When you defend those who are absent, you retain the trust of those present. Wow, integrity, huge, huge when it comes to making deposits in your emotional bank account and building relationships. Have integrity. I read what I read. I hope that resonated with you. It made sense. And you think about where in your life that you've done that, right? We want to every day, every day aim to not complain, not compare, and not gossip. And a lot of that has to do with how, um, with what our integrity is at, where our honesty at, where, excuse me, I'm having a tough time today where our integrity is at, where our honesty is at, where our authenticity is at, right? Integrity also means avoiding any communication that is deceitful, full of guile, or beneath the dignity of people. A lie is any communication with intent to deceive, according to one definition of the word. 
Whether we communicate with words or behavior, if we have integrity, our, our intent cannot be to deceive. If we have integrity, our intent cannot be to deceive. That's number five. Number six, the last one, apologizing sincerely when you make a withdrawal. When you make withdrawals from the emotional bank account, we need to apologize and we need to do it sincerely. Great deposits come in the sincere words, I was wrong, that was unkind of me, I showed you no respect, I gave you no dignity, and I am deeply sorry. I embarrassed you in front of your friends, and I had to call, and I had no call to do that. Even though I wanted to make a point, I should have never have done it. I apologize. It takes a great deal of care of character strength to apologize quickly and out of one's heart rather than out of pity. A person must possess himself and have a deep sense of security and fundamental principles and values in order to genuinely apologize. People with little internal security can't do it. It makes it makes them feel too vulnerable. They feel it makes them appear soft and weak and they fear that others will take advantage of their weakness. Their security is based on the opinions of other people and they worry about what others might think. In addition, they usually feel justified in what they did. They rationalize their own wrong in the name of other person's wrong. And if they apologize at all, it's superficial. Okay. So when you do make a mistake, which you ultimately will, or you need to make a withdrawal from your bank account or something happened that you need to apologize, you apologize sincerely with an open heart, with some vulnerability, and you apologize out of the goodness of your heart, not out of pity or out of guilt. Because you feel that <clears throat> the relationship is important to you and you want to apologize because it means something to you. And that's huge when it comes to creating long-lasting, beautiful, long-term, deep, interconnected relationships built on trust, communication, love, empathy, understanding. You apologize. You apologize sincerely when you make a withdrawal, okay? Here's one thing to make a mistake and quite another thing not to admit it. People will forgive mistakes because mistakes are usually of the mind, mistakes of judgment, but people will not easily forgive the mistakes of the heart, the ill intention, the bad motives, the prideful justifying cover-up of the first mistake. So apologize sincerely from the heart when you make a mistake or when you make a withdrawal. So that's the emotional bank account. That's the emotional bank account right there. Okay, you have the six major deposits in the emotional bank account, which is one, understanding the individual. Okay, attending to the little things, keeping commitments, clarifying expectations, showing personal integrity, and apologizing sincerely when you make a withdrawal. That's how you build the emotional bank account between people in a relationship, say romantically, as friends, uh, in the workplace, wherever you are trying to build with your family members, trying to build deep, meaningful relationships that are mutually beneficial. Think about these factors. Think about these six major deposits. Think about how you're integrating them into your relationships and how you can make more deposits into that emotional bank account to build more trust, integrity, honesty, openness, vulnerability, 
Uh, and so you can have long lasting, deep, meaningful relationships with the people in your life in the different domains of your life. So that's it for today. Uh, I really recommend going to get this book, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Read it, highlight it, take notes, implement some of the tools into your life. I have talked about them because a lot of stuff I've read in this book have been integrated in some of the classes and courses that I've taken and it all seems to intertwine whether it be about productivity, effectiveness, mindfulness, psychology, mindset, mental performance coaching. All of these things have have intertwined and they're integrated so perfectly that it's it's quite easy to to think about them, think about how it applies to your life or my in my case, my life and to my clients' lives and how we can integrate that successfully to be the most effective best version of ourselves and so i recommend this book um i recommend really seeing what those six major deposits look like in your life in your relationship and then maybe digging a little deeper through some other books through some other classes maybe some other podcasts or coming to me and signing up for some of my coaching which can be found on patreon or at jacksonstone.net and we can really dive deep into you um and what it means to be you and how we can create um, a little bit more fulfillment in those relationships if that's what you're seeking. Um, But that's what I have today. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your time, your energy, your attention, your effort, your patience with me, with this podcast. Thank you for coming back every single week. Um, My voice was a little scratchy today. I'm not sure why, but we got through it. I love the information that was presented today. Hopefully it has um, a deep impact on you as it had on me when I first read it. Um, And again, if you have any questions, comments, concerns about the information, you want a little bit more, you want to discuss it, um, please reach out. I have a a number you can text on my Instagram. Um, My DMs are open. Um, You can reach out through any of those channels um, or you can sign up on Patreon or you can go to jacksonstone.net. Um, and you can follow those channels there to, to reach me and have a little bit more deep, meaningful, personal one-on-one conversation about you and your life um, and what you may be seeking. So again, thank you. This is episode number 71. Yes, this is episode number 71. Talking about the emotional bank account. Um, let me know what you think. Let me know what resonated with you. And have a beautiful rest of your day, wherever you are, whatever time it is. Thank you. I'm grateful for you. Much love.